You're listening to the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast, your new home for inspiration, family, sports conversations, and a lot of other stuff. We're your all-purpose pod for an all-purpose life and your weekly mirror check before you go change the world, baby. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the all-purpose pod for an all-purpose life, wherever you are today and however you're listening to They Call Me Mr. You, the podcast. We thank you once again for making us a part of your morning, your day, and your week. We're your weekly mirror check before you change the world. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and of course, the Twitter machine. Thank you for downloading, subscribing to our show, They Call Me Mr. You, the podcast, wherever you, wherever you enjoy your podcast listening. We are there. We are live and in person, and we thank you again for supporting our show, and we want to definitely do our best to not only inform you, but also inspire and encourage you as well. It's what we do, and hopefully we're doing it well. I want to jump on this morning and kind of give you a bit of a some thought process here, uh, some some mindset, I guess you'd say. Uh, there's a story in scripture that I am I definitely have an affinity for. Uh, it's in the book of Matthew in the 25th chapter. It's a parable of the 10 virgins. Uh, it hits me deeply for a few reasons, but the gist of the parable that Jesus was teaching about was about being prepared and being a good steward over what you have in your hands, as opposed to what you are expecting to have. That kind of runs counter to the world that we live in today. It's the exact opposite of how we are encouraged to live our lives. We look at what we want to have and kind of disregard what we actually have in our hands. I believe that it's the opposite where we're concerned. Anyone that's so inclined to even listen to it and accept any biblical teaching will understand this part that we have a lot more in our hands than we are thankful for and we're grateful for and that we actually use as a viable resource. In this particular parable, there were 10 virgins. All 10 were a part of the same schooling. They received the same education, same instructions. They were in the same environment, uh, same culture. But the scripture says that five of them were wise and five of them were foolish. Is that possible? Sure it is. Whenever we're in a room together, whether we're talking family, life, sports, whatever it is, you can be in one room, listen to a speaker or a teacher or instructor, and 10 people will have 10 different ideas of what that speaker or instructor said or 10 different viewpoints on what they said and whether they agree with it or not. So it's not hard to understand this part. What's difficult is that they all had the same provisions. They all had the same resources. They just didn't use it well. That's where I want to kind of hone in here. We all have so many options in front of us. We all have so many ways that we can be successful, so many ways that we can be better than we are or where we were because of who's around us, 
networking, communication, resources, education, etc. But some of us are wise for what we have. And some of us are foolish. And as in the scripture that I'm stating in Matthew 25, the foolish ones want to take from the wise because they weren't prepared or they mishandled the resources that they had. So they had the same amount of resources. It was equal. It was fairly portioned out, but the foolish mishandled what they had. And in a moment we needed it the most, they kind of came up short and had to go to plan B and do something out of the ordinary. They had to go off of the path to get more resources because they mishandled or they misused or wasted what they already had. In a parable, you see that the five wise virgins virgins were actually able to keep their appointment. The five foolish ones were late for it. And because of their lateness and their tardiness and their lack of preparation, they were not allowed to enter into their appointment. What am I saying to you guys today? The bottom line is that we have an opportunity to not only handle our resources well, but also to make our appointment, to be where we need to be, to be in the blessed place where all that we've been waiting for, that we've been hoping for, and expectation for, whether it be a breakthrough, whether it be healing, whether it be deliverance, we want to be in the right place for that. We can't find ourselves off the mark or outside of pocket because that can have disastrous results. When my daughters were little and they loved it, they probably would not love to hear this story, but when they were little, one thing we always tell them before they go outside to go play with their friends, we say, okay, they ask us, can we go play with so-and-so or can we go to this person's house? <laughs> Excuse me. What we would say, and I would say this more to my wife at the time, I would say, okay, you can go to this person's house. Anything outside of that is not what we talked about, not what we agreed on. So you'd be going outside of the blessed place. When we give our kids permission, we believe that they have a certain level of coverage, a certain level of protection. So when we say yes out of our mouths and proclaim, you know what, you can go to your friend's house, but this amount of time is totally fine. If you go into your friend's house, but you're really not planning to do that, you're planning to go to a party miles away, that's not the blessed place. We didn't know about it. Deception is involved. And you find yourself outside of the realm of what protection you had. In the case of the parable, again, in, in, in our lives as well, we have opportunities to be in the right place at the right time. I mean, could you imagine, could you imagine if Noah being instructed to build an ark in expectation of rain that hasn't happened likely ever happened and doesn't happen for maybe 600 more years after his instruction? Could you imagine what he learned during that time? Learning how to wait, learning how to endure mockery, learning how to fend off doubt, learning how to trust in the voice and instruction of the Lord. We're giving instructions all the time. We're giving resources all the time. It doesn't always look like it's the right thing or doesn't always feel right, but it's the right thing. Those virgins that were considered foolish, they probably thought, hey, I can figure that out on the back end. They know how they should prepare, how they should plan, but they didn't think about it in terms of future. They were just thinking about it in terms of the present and didn't value the information. They didn't value the wisdom and insight. And what they decided to do was take a shortcut. We'll figure it out later. Imagine if Noah did that, tried to figure it out later. Yeah, he endured mockery and years and years of insults and 
accusations being thrown against him and just being made fun of. Imagine if he decided to wait until later to follow the instructions. Suppose my kids decided to go to that party as opposed to where I told them to go. What kind of consequences could have happened? At the end of the day, waiting is hard. It's a little easier when you're ready, but waiting is hard. We don't know in that parable, in that scripture, how long it took for that appointment to be kept, how long they had to wait. But we do know this, that when they heard the call, everyone got up and began to proceed to the appointment. When will you hear that trumpet? Do you know if you're going to be ready? Not only for your walk spiritually, but also for the things that's going on in your life that you've been expecting. Are you in the right place? You've been praying for a long time. You've been fasting for a long time. You've been hoping and crying and believing for a long time. Are you still in the right place that when it happens, you'll be ready for it? Or have you changed positions? Have you shifted a little bit? Have you learned anything you're supposed to learn while you were in this struggle? While you were in this situation that you call it? The issue, the problem, the conflict. Have you learned what you're supposed to learn while you were there? Do you have your hands on your lamp? Is it full of oil? Are you ready to go when the time comes? These are the kind of things that, honestly, you need to be thinking about in every aspect of our life. Preparation is key. And we know that in the business world, in ministry, in family life, everything is about preparation. Families can have a disastrous morning if they don't prepare the night before. Businesses will have a disastrous week if they don't start planning the week before. Preparation is key, but also stewardship. You've been given something. You've been given resources. You may may feel like you don't have anything of value, but you do. You have resources. You have wisdom. You have opportunity. You have perhaps some networks where there's ministry involved. You have access to exactly what you need to carry you through this season. Don't waste it and definitely don't miss it. <laughs> Excuse me. Whoever you are today and how you're listening to they call me Mr. You the podcast. We hope this little short encouragement helps you out where you are. Matthew 25 is where you can find the parable of the 10 verses. Hope it's a blessing to you. And definitely think about the stewardship aspect and think about the preparation aspect. Those are all important and they all fall on us. We can't blame anybody else for what we're not doing. Thank you for joining us. Thanks again for listening to the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. Please like, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel for all of our full-length live episodes. And of course, if you're an audio listener, wherever you enjoy your podcast listening, you can find They Call Me Mr. You, the podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. Go change the world. Coach out.